The following program contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Yo, one two one two one two one two. The Get Off My Lawn podcast is back in full effect. This your boy Jay, aka JC, aka Jay Caesar, aka Law T, aka the Hip Hop Taliban, and that's where you can find me on Twitter about three times a week at Hip Hop Taliban. Now. During the last episode, I mentioned that I was going to try and get back on a normal schedule because when I went back and actually checked, the last podcast that dropped prior to the previous one was in August of 2017. So that means I went for months without getting everybody together and putting together a podcast and my bad I had things going on and um you know work related personal related and um podcast just kind of took a back seat but in 2018 I'm looking to correct that and here we are but one of my concerns even when I decided that uh I wanted to do the podcast on a more regular basis. I'm looking at twice a month at the very least. So one of my concerns was, was I going to be able to find enough material to talk about, to keep the podcast interesting and to keep myself interested in wanting to do it. So we know we have the battle log that's coming up, but I'm still working out the, uh, the rules and parameters for that. But in the meantime, I was worried. What am I going to come up here and talk about? Uh, It turns out that at least for this episode, that's not so much of a problem because you can pretty much just bounce around 
on the internet, social media, and the topics just kind of fall in your lap. The first topic just reminded me how ruthless and cold hip-hop can be. And that there's that line from uh, A League of Their Own, there's no crying in baseball. Well, there's no crying in hip-hop, apparently. And ain't no love either, because uh, about a week or two ago, um, rapper Rick Ross, who I have absolutely zero interest in. If you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you one Rick Ross song. I've heard him rap here and there over the years, but I have zero interest. Um, The fact that his whole persona was exposed to be fraudulent years ago uh, wasn't a surprise, but it didn't cause me to want to go check out his catalog. Um, And then... I don't know, the fact that he took the name Rick Ross based off of Freeway Ricky Ross, who is the jackass who uh, was most likely in bed with the CIA and initiated the flooding of poor, predominantly black communities with crack. Um, The fact that someone would want to take that guy's moniker in his name and use it in their hip-hop persona, Uh, quite frankly, it disgusted me. So I was never really interested in Rick Ross. And uh, anyway, I really give little to no thought about him. Until there was a report about mm, two weeks ago that he had been, he'd fallen unconscious and uh, was, had been rushed to the hospital. TMZ was reporting that he was in ICU and ultimately he had some machine hooked up to him to take over the functions for his heart and lungs and Perhaps it was a heart attack, and they got a hold of the 911 tapes, and he was in and out of consciousness, and throwing up blood, and all kinds of other uh, things. So, you know, when you're in the hospital, when you're in ICU, it's dire straits. Well, here comes 50 Cent, a.k.a. Ferrari, and... He posts on Instagram a picture of Ivan Drago from Rocky IV in the scene where he has basically beaten Apollo Creed to death and the reporters are asking him, you know, what he thinks about this. What are his thoughts? And he replies... If he dies, he dies. And as a matter of fact, let me... I pulled that uh, that clip up. And let me take a look. Let me slide 
DJ Quick down a little bit. And then check this out. Let's see. Hold up. Ruthless. You can do it, Sword. And you see the real champion. Push the stretcher. Somebody sent for us out. What started out as a joke has turned out to be a disaster. Creed appears to be in very serious condition. The man to die. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> As it turns out, Rick Ross didn't die. And uh, just before I did the podcast, I wanted to check just to make sure. And no, he didn't die. And he was out shopping with his daughter. And there's no specific word on what exactly happened to him. But all I know is... It's just cold. It's so hip-hop that you take no prisoners. When you have a um, an enemy on the mic, <laughs> then, hey, all's fair. It reminds me of the, uh, the disc record that Eminem did directed toward Everlast, a.k.a. Whitey Ford. In which he referred to Everlast multiple heart attacks. And again, I guess everything's fair in love, hip-hop, and disc records. But posting that picture was just... (laughs) I mean, I guess the fact that Rick Ross didn't die makes it even more hilarious. Had he died... Yeah, it would have been in bad taste. It was probably in bad taste anyway, but it was still funny. And like Dave Chappelle said, everything's funny until it happens to you. So then I figured, all right, well, I have that to talk about, but that's not going to sustain an entire episode. So then I was clicking around and got a news alert that Best Buy is planning to stop selling CDs uh, this summer and then Target is considering stopping selling CDs but they are at the very least going to change the the structure for how they acquire and pay for the CDs and all that so I was thinking I don't know who I mean this made sense because I don't know anybody who still out there buying CDs. The last CD I bought was probably The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And once I listened to it and I realized that she was doing way more singing than she was rapping, I gave it away. And once I gave it away, that was it. 
I was through being duped and having to take that gamble with my hard-earned money of, well, I've heard the single. Let me pay all. Let me pay the fourteen dollars or whatever it is, and hope that the album's good. When it turns out, more often than not, the album wasn't that good. But we had just as consumers gotten used to, hey, that's the risk you take when you go buy an album. But I never, I never really jumped into the uh, CD buying game because the way I figured it, I was perfectly happy with cassettes and I had, had, have hundreds of cassettes and yeah, cassettes could get chewed up in your tape player and if your Walkman ran out of batteries or trying to get to the, your favorite song on in the middle of side B when you were at the beginning of side A, yeah, it took a while and was probably more inconvenient than what we're used to now. But, hey, I'd already made the investment. So, when the record company switched over to CDs, they basically wanted me to reinvest all of the money I'd already sunk into cassettes into CDs and rebuy my entire hip-hop catalog? Are you crazy? I wasn't having it. So, I just hung on to cassettes. Every once in a while I'd get a CD, but usually the CDs I got were because I was working in a newspaper at the time and uh, I would do music reviews from time to time and once you get on the mailing list for these record companies they just start sending you free CDs and whatnot. so that's how I would get a lot of the CDs if there was something new that I wanted on CD um, then I would just put in a request to the record company say I'd review it, get the CD review it and now I've got the CD but the idea that I'm going to go in and pay for a CD when I already have the cassette is outrageous and here's the thing that pisses me off about the record companies and why I feel like they get what they deserve or got what they deserve the process of making a CD is far less labor intensive than creating a cassette And even though I know that machines do it, when I say labor-intensive, it takes less time, and it's cheaper. So, if they've created a format that takes less time to create, and is cheaper to create, one would think that the price would come come down. Uh Uh-uh. The price went up. So it costs more for CDs than it did for cassettes. And I wasn't having that. That was just, that's insane. Ridiculous. So, what I would do is I would buy a pack of high-quality blank cassettes. I would go to this store they had out here on the West Coast called The Warehouse. I would go to The Warehouse and I would buy a CD, a hip-hop CD, and then I would take it home and I would dub it onto my cassette. 
have a great quality copy. Boom. Well, the warehouse had a no questions asked policy where if you didn't like the CD, just bring it back within a few days and exchange it for another. Hmm, okay. So after I finished dubbing the cassette, then I would take the CD back to the warehouse, exchange it for a different one. Take that one back, dub it, go back to the warehouse, exchange it for a different one. Go back, dub that one. Now, here's the thing. Most of the time, they would mark the receipt um, to indicate that you had exchanged the CD. And I think the maximum, I think you could do three exchanges, three or four. So what I would do is if I got the, if I reached the, if I was just about to get to the maximum number of exchanges, then I would go to a different warehouse and make the exchange. And usually they'd give you a fresh receipt. So now you've got three or four more exchanges. So then I'd exchange the CD, go home, dub it, exchange the CD, go home, dub it, exchange the CD, go home, dub it, and so on and so forth. And then if I knew that I was at the at the final um, exchange and they hadn't marked my receipt or they had marked my receipt and I knew this was going to be the last exchange, then... I would make sure that I made that final exchange in exchange for a classic CD, one that I knew that I already loved. I wouldn't exchange it for something new. It would be something that was already in my collection, something that I knew that I was bound to enjoy. So I might make seven different exchanges, and then on the eighth, I'd go get um, Nation of Millions, whatever. And that's what I did. That was my personal protest because I refused to participate in this system where they were going to charge me more for something that cost them less and something that I'd already purchased. I wasn't even grandfathered in. Like come in and exchange your uh, Queen Latifah, all hell the Queen cassette, and you'll get half off the CD since we know that you already purchased it once. So, okay, if you want to get dirty, I can get dirty. So that's how it went. So then, you know, people, everybody knows that CDs became wildly popular and everybody who's listening to this probably has a ton of CDs still in the house, even if you don't listen to them. And then... The music companies were sitting pretty, but their greed came back to bite them in the ass because with CDs, they unleashed digital music. And we all know that led to Napster, MP3s, and then file exchanging and that whole thing, which the record company still claims, oh, you're, you're killing the, the industry. No, you killed it with your greed. With your unabashed greed. So, I remember I was working a job. I was doing um, graphics work overnight at this uh, 
I mean, I don't even know. If, now it's FedEx office. It used to be Kinko's. And um, so what would happen is when they would get big graphics jobs that were too, uh, required more skill and talent than the average day worker there could handle, they would send them to an office out here at the store that I was working at. So I'd go in at night and I'd work on these large uh, graphics projects that they got. Well, anyway, one of my coworkers, he had set up one of the computers in the store with Napster. And he explained it to me and showed me how it worked and explained about MP3s and all that. Because this is when it, it was all pretty brand new. And it was back when we were still on dial-up, largely. So doing it at home was pretty slow. But there at Kinko's, they had a high-speed internet connection, high-speed at the time. And so I would just come in. I would have a list prepared and... I would just come in at the beginning of the night. I'd be like, okay, um, I need Smith & Wesson. I need uh, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. I need uh, some Gangstar. I need some De La Soul. Whatever it was that I already had on cassette, I wanted it all digitally. And he was showing me how to do it. So I'd come in every night with my list set it up in the computer by the end of the night all my files would be downloaded i'd grab them boom had my mp3s and mp3s were cool then this was before the ipod then the ipod came and it showed me that yes converting to digital bypassing cds was a brilliant maneuver and even though now iTunes um, is where I think the majority of people go to get their music, when the iPod first came out, the first advertisements, if you remember those old iMacs, the ones that had different colors and were kind of bubble-shaped, if you go back and look, some of the first ads for those iMacs, it just said in huge letters, Rip, Mix, Burn. In other words, they were telling you that their machine was specifically set up for you to get the music off of CDs, convert it to MP3, mix the, mix the music and put it in whatever order you wanted, and then burn it to a blank CD or put it on your iPod and so the music industry they they whined and cried and complained they even tried suing people for downloading and other nonsense and eventually I mean you can't fight technology but they they tried so they tried to fight technology that didn't work and then ultimately as we move forward, we get to streaming. Now, during that period of Napster and file sharing and MP3s and all that, the consumers had turned the tables. 
But with these streaming services, the record companies have flipped it. Totally flipped it. Because now you have people paying good hard-earned money for nothing. For the privilege of listening. It's like paying to listen to the radio, which is essentially what you're doing. And how the price is still what it is, is beyond me. Even if you go on iTunes and you go and buy an album for $10, they don't have to produce a physical CD. They don't have to produce a plastic case. They don't have to produce a printed booklet insert. They don't have to pay for shipping. So you would think again that now all you're paying for is just this digital file. And where they get the nerve to still charge $1.30 per song is beyond me. But again, I guess if you go that route, then you've kind of, then you've purchased it. And I don't purchase music from iTunes because I know there was a point at which if you purchased it from iTunes, then there were certain devices you couldn't play it on and there were restrictions on what you could do with it. I don't know if that's still the case because that totally doesn't concern me. But my son, he's a teenager. He is into streaming like most people and kids. So I think he's got a Spotify account or something and he can pull up new albums and play them and listen to them. But then at the end of the day, I'm asking him, well, what happens if you cancel your account? Do you still have all that music? So I think he was saying that if you've downloaded the music or something, depending on what kind of uh, accounts you have, then you can keep it on your device. But it's unclear to me if you can pull that off the device. Can you throw it in a Google Drive or a Dropbox and then let me hear it? I'm assuming the answer is no. Otherwise, he should be sharing a lot more music with me. But that's not the point. The point is now. People are paying for nothing, just for the privilege of listening. That's great for you, but I'm not going down that road. So the report is that streaming now accounts for 62% of the revenue uh, for the music industry, and then CDs and vinyl account for 16%, and Apparently, there's some resurgent interest in cassettes, and that's like 3%. And a lot of that was due to, apparently, in from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The whole thing was mixtapes. I guess that... I don't guess. I've seen the movies. It featured prominently with the main character. He had these mixtapes from when he was a kid. And I guess that bit of nostalgia... Uh, accounts for a large part of the 3% of people who are purchasing cassettes. 
I don't know, it's a boutique thing. But the 62% and the 16%, that only accounts for 78%. So I don't know where the other 22% of revenues coming from, other unless it's videos or something else. But again, doesn't really concern me, but CDs are dying. So, well, they're dying, as if I have to tell somebody. But apparently, Best Buy is saying that this is the end. That's it. And as a matter of fact, West Coast Dre, his wife's car doesn't even didn't even come with a CD player. It's all streaming and Bluetooth and that's it. So RIP to the CD. I never knew ye. But hey. Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. Hey, what's up? Uh, there was a segment of this podcast that I recorded. And when I was listening back during the editing process, I realized my explanation wasn't good. It ran on a little too long and it got a little too technical. It had to do with uh, a topic that's come up amongst DJs about controllers versus turntables versus the sync button versus it, it was a mess. So considering how long this podcast was, I decided to remove that segment. And now there may be a bit of an abrupt jump, but I will now return you to a later segment in the podcast you were enjoying thus far. Peace. So I figured, hey, okay, there's something else. So now I've got, I was looking around, I was like, okay, I've got three topics for the podcast. I was like, the DJ thing's a bit obscure, especially um, for people who don't give a damn about that. Uh, but I figured, hey, all right, I've got a few topics. I can probably stretch that out, and boom, good. So I figured that was what I'd have until I was looking around, looking around, looking around. And on Instagram, came across a post from a podcast called Women in Hip Hop. So I'm looking at the looking at the different posts and going through. And then I see one of the hosts post a picture of her standing in front of this gigantic poster of picture of Snoop Dogg when he was on the cover of Vibe magazine back in the day and in her caption it says if this man isn't in your top five or your top ten rethink that motherfucking list if this man Snoop isn't in your top five or your top ten rethink that motherfucking list 
And I was kind of confused. I was like, how can someone who hosts a hip-hop podcast make that statement? But then I'm thinking, all right, maybe she means your top five most popular rappers, your top five most well-known rappers, your top five rappers with the funniest names, your top five, I don't know what she meant, but I figured she couldn't mean your top five or your top ten greatest MCs. But in reading the comments, apparently that's what she meant. I don't know what she's thinking, but I do want to thank Miss Jazzy Bell TV for allowing me to bring back one of the most controversial <laughs> segments here on the Get Off My Lawn podcast, which I will say the last time we did this, the original host, West Coast Dre, original co-host, West Coast Dre was on the program, on the podcast, and we discussed a tribe called Quest, and later, when... West Coast Dre jumped ship from the podcast because he felt like he might say something that might hurt his uh, career. He had gotten a new job that was pretty high profile and he didn't want to be caught on the podcast saying something that might uh, come back to haunt him. One of the things he said was, hey, I can't be I can't be doing a segment like that and with this job and You never know who's listening and... Okay, okay. Alright, peace. And the podcast rolled on. We poured out a little liquor. And the podcast rolled on. Well, anyway, the segment is... Busted as Nut. And I know, I've gotten flack a little bit over the the title of the segment. But it's accurate and it's apropos. And I'm going to explain it. Because... The thing is, Snoop Dogg is not one of the top five greatest MCs. That's just, that's just ridiculous. On its face, it's ridiculous. And the perfect place to explore this is within the confines of the Busted is Nuts segment. Now, I will say this, I'm going to lay out my case, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to let, I'm going to let Bill Clinton help me out with this. Folks, 
Whether the American people believe what I just said or not, I just want you to know that I believe it. Now, why do I believe it? I'm fixing to tell you why. that nut yet we'll be right back so the busted is nut segment it goes like this what we're gonna do is identify the peak and the pinnacle of an MC's career just before they fell off now with Snoop it's a little more it's a little less straightforward because he's still a presence and I told someone earlier what that this is going to be a topic on the podcast and she said he still makes music I'm like, yeah, among other things, he's got reality shows, and I saw he's got a special on Netflix about coaching football and all kinds of other things that he's involved in. So, usually when an MC falls off, they fall off and we don't hear from them, and we have to ask, whatever happened to so-and-so? Well, we know about Snoop because you can turn on the TV or go online and he'll be around. And there's no question that he is a legendary figure by hip-hop standards. I mean, Snoop is almost a part of Americana. The same way that if you say Hulk Hogan to someone who doesn't watch pro wrestling, they still know Hulk Hogan is a professional wrestler. So you can find someone who doesn't listen to hip-hop and say Snoop Dogg. And they'll know, oh yeah, I know he's that rapper. They might not know any of his songs, but they know who he is. So he's transcended hip-hop and just become a part of popular culture. Which is great. sorta but with Snoop 
maybe she meant top five rappers who are part of popular culture. In which case, he would probably be number one, number two. And I mean, you can't really knock his productivity. I mean, he has about, not about, he has 15 studio albums, three EPs, 127 singles. He's been on four soundtracks, has 20 mixtapes, allegedly. So he's been prolific. But that's not what Busted is Nut is all about. Busted is Nut is trying to look at an MC's career and figuring out the point at which they peaked. When did they peak and then when did they fall off? Because their performance wasn't the same after that peak. And with Snoop, his career spans really, we're talking about he came around in 1992, basically. And he's still putting out music now. I don't think music is his primary thing, but hey, it's Snoop. So here's the thing with Snoop. When he came out, he had a different style. He had a different uh, persona. He had a different sound. And he was absolutely one of the most skilled MCs around. So, what I'm going to do is we're going to start with Snoop's peak period, which I'm going to say was around the time of his first album, Doggy Style. We'd heard him on Deep Cover. We'd heard him on The Chronic. And then there was incredible anticipation for his solo album. So what I'm going to do is we're going to run through some of the songs from his solo album and just remind ourselves of how good an MC, how great an MC Snoop used to be. And uh, let's see, what are we going to start off here with? Let me see, slide this down. And we will start with a little bit of gin and juice. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kinda hard being a Snoop D-O-double G, but I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I 
Kick a little something for the G's And make a few wins as I breeze through Two in the morning and the party still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got bitches in the living room getting it on And they ain't leaving till six in the morning So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers And my homeboys do too So turn off the lights and close the door But, but what? We don't let them home Yeah So we gon' smoke a ounce to this G's up, hoes down Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? Lay back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in now Sipping on gin and pills Lay back With my mind on my money and my now, money on my back. mind I got me some sequins gin Everybody got their cups but they ain't chipped in Now this type of shit happens all the time You gotta get yours before I gotta get mine Everything is fine when you're listening to the D.O.G. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me Who listens to the words that I speak As I take me a drink to the middle of the street And get to Mac to this bitch named Shady She used to be the homeboy's lady 80 degrees when I tell that bitch please Raise up off these N.U.T.s Cause you get none of these at ease As I mob with the dog pound feel the breeze Biatch of just Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street, smoking in now Sipping on gin and juice Laid back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Later on that day, my homie Dr. Drake came through with a gang to tangle right And a fat ass Jake of some bubonic chronic that made me choke Shit, this ain't no joke I had to back up off of it and sit my cup down Tango Ray and chronic, yeah, I'm fucked up now But it ain't no stopping, I'm still popping Dre got some bitches from the city of Compton To serve me, not put a cherry on top Cause when I bust my nut, I'm raising the box to cock Don't get upset, girl, that's just how it goes I don't love you hoes, I'm out the door And I'll be Rolling down the street, smoking Lay back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in now Sipping on gin and gills Lay back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in now Sipping on gin and gills Biatch With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Rolling down the street Smoking in now Sipping on gin and With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Gin and juice. I mean, Snoop, he was telling stories. I mean, it helped incredibly, as we will see later in his career. It helped that he had Dr. Dre at the height of his G-Funk powers right there, but Snoop just had things to say. Yeah, we'd heard people telling stories about the hood and gangster shit in the past, but Snoop was approaching it in a way where everything wasn't always death and violence and tragedy 
granted, uh, the subject matter wasn't positive, but in the context of what we'd come to know gangster rap as, it was a little lighter, let's say. I mean, the violence and misogyny and the degradation was still there. The vulgarity was still there. But it was packaged in a way that made it palatable. And that song, which I'm sure most of the people listening to this know all the words to, was a good example of that. Now, the next song to check out is The Shiznit. What's interesting about this is it's a really, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good song, but it turns out, according to the DOC, this song was a freestyle from beginning to end that Dre was working on a beat Snoop came in and just started busting this out. So, I liked the song before. To find out that it's a freestyle just endears it to me that much more. So, we're going to check this out right here. The Shiznit. Keep in mind, this is a freestyle. Especially... When I mentioned the Black Thought freestyle, I said that what impressed me so much was that as he got deeper into it, his rhyming got more ferocious and even he picked up the pace. Check the last verse of this. And the way Snoop is flipping his words and the pace changes and... Yeah, Snoop, on top of his game, the shiznit. I feel like I should say, W balls, W balls, W balls. Like a rabbit When I take the Nina Ross You know I got to have it I lay back in the cut Retain myself Think about the shit And I think it well How can I make my grip And how should I make That nigga straight slip Set trip Gotta get Ebola's grip As I dip around the corner Now I'm on another mission Wishing upon a star Snoop Doggy Dog With the caviar In the back of the limo No demo This is the real Breaking niggas down Like he had the Holyfield Chill To the next episode I make money and I really don't love hoes. Tell you the truth, I swoop in the coop. I used to sell loot, I used to shoot hoop, but now I make hits every single day with that nigga, the Diggy Dr. Drake. So lay back in the cut, motherfucker, before you get shot. It's 187 on a motherfucking cop. Boy, it's 
getting hot. Yes, indeed it is. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. I'm about as crazy as biz. Marquis, spark the chronic bud real quick. And let me get into some fly gangster shit. Yeah, I lay back, stay back in the cut. Niggas try to play the D.O.G. like a mutt. I got a little message, don't try to see Snoop. I'm finna fuck a bitch, what's her name? It's Luke. You try to see me on the TV, use a BG, D.O.G. Yes, I'm a OG. You can't see my homie Dr. Dre. So what the fuck a nigga like you gotta say? Gotta take a trip to the MIA and serve your ass with the motherfucking AK. You can't see the Deagle Double G, cause that'd be me. I'm serving them, swerving in the coupe. The Lexus, flexes from Long Beach to Texas. Sexes, hoes, they wanna get what this cause Snoop Dogg is the shit. Biatch. Somewhat brain boggled, so I'll look to the microphone and slowly start to wobble. Grab it, have it, stick it to the plug. Get Snoop, Doggy, I got a fat dub. Sack of the chronic in my back pocket, blow. Need myself a lighter so I can't take a smoke. I talk every day, I loke every day with the POU and D and my nigga Dr. Dre. Lay back in the cut like I told your ass. Give me the microphone and let me hit you with a blast. I got a little cousin by the name of Daz. And bitches who fuck him, give me the ass. Cause they know about the shit that we be going through. And they know about the shit that I be putting up. And they be know about the shit I do when I'm on a mic. Cause Snoop Dogg is Trump tight like a virgin. The surgeon is Dr. Drizzle, so Lizzie and Plizzie with Digo Double Jizzy, the fly human being, seeing no, I'm not European, being all I can when I put the motherfucking mic in my hand. And you don't understand what I'm kicking, cause Snoop is on the mic and I get so wicked. Follow me, listen to me, cause I do you like you wanna be done. Snoop Doggy Dog on the street, two, one, um, dumb, DD dumb, here I come with the gat and the guitar was strum. Um, not that lunatic nigga who you thought I was, when I caught you slipping, I'ma catch you, then I pull your cap. Snap back, relax. You better not be slipping with them D's on that 83 Cadillac. So we gon' smoke an ounce to this. G's up, hoes down, while your motherfuckers bounce to this. Snoop Dogg. Again, the the way that he is flipping his words so that it's not a predictable, you don't know exactly when the rhyme is going to come. It's so different than the previous song. And that's the thing about early Snoop. Early Snoop would adapt his style to the beat. Which is... And just listening to hip-hop, if you listen to a lot of your favorite MCs, or even just average MCs, their style is their style. And then they just have different beats. But with Snoop, His style, he adapts his style to the beat. And that's why I'm just playing, uh, sampling 
of songs, some of them, like this next one, will just have Snoop's verse. Because I think that even though these are all from the same album, they demonstrate how skilled an MC Snoop was. So, the next song I'm about to play is his verse from... And we'll play the one from Serial Killer. Serial Killer. And check this out. Snoop Dogg. Becomes black and the sky becomes blue. Now you in the midst of the dog pound crew. Ain't no clue on why the fuck we do what we do. Leave you in the state of paranoia. Ooh, don't make a move for your gat so soon. Cause I drops bombs like platoon. Walk with me, hold my hand and let me lead you. I take you on a journey and I promise I won't leave you. Until you get the full comprehension. And when you do, that's when the mission or survival becomes your every thought. Keep your eyes open, cause you don't wanna be caught. Half-stepping with your weapon on safety Now break yourself, motherfucker, for you make me Take this to 11 to another level I come up with your wins, you go down with the devil Now roam through the depths of hell Where the rest of your bust-ass homeboys dwell Well, suicide is a suicide Now tell me, what's my motherfucking name? Alright, and we don't really need to hear from RBX. But again, Snoop just destroying the beat. And a lot of this is that the beats by Dre can't overwhelm Snoop. Like Dre's beats are up at a 10. Snoop's rhyming is at a 10. They're on par. They match. He's not being overwhelmed. Now, so that was kind of a, almost like a battle rhyme style. But then the next we're going to check out is when smooth, uh, Snoop gets smooth and laid back and chill. This is another uh, Snoop classic that uh, I'm sure everybody remembers. Doggy Dog World. We got something old and something new for y'all tonight. Put your hand together for Snoop Dogg and Dog, the Dog Pound, and the Family Dramatics. It's like everywhere I look and everywhere I go, I'm hearing motherfuckers trying to steal my flow. But it ain't no thing to see my nigga Julio put me up on the game when I step through the door. You know, some of these niggas is so deceptive. Using my styles like a contraceptive. I hope you get burnt. Seems you haven't learnt. It's the knick-knack paddywhack. I still got the biggest sack. So put your gun away, run away, cause I'm back. Why? Hit them up, get them up, spit them up now. Tell me what's going on, it make me want to holler cause my dollars come in ozones, known for the break off, so take off your clothes and quit trying to spit at my motherfucking hoes, speaking of hoes, I get to the point, you think you got the bomb cause I rode you a joint, use a flea. And I'm the big dog I scratch you off my balls With my motherfucking paws Y'all's niggas Better recognize And see where I'm coming from And still east side Till I die YXY As the world keeps spinning To the D-O-double-G-Y
Doggy Dog World. So Snoop getting his laid back smooth flow. So you can tell in some of these songs, he'll stretch that drawl out a little bit if that's what the beat requires. And then in other songs, he'll cut his cadence really short if that's what the beat requires. But so far, that's like three or four different songs, three or four different styles, paces of rhyming. It's, it's, it really is impressive when you just sit back and listen to it. So now, another track from Doggy Style. We'll check this one. Uh, what's this one? Pump, pump. Of your body be the key, cause we be the motherfucking G Funk family. Now, I'll play the G in this deadly game. Snoop Dogg is the name, dog pounds the game. If it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking other. Word to my granny and my daddy and my mother. Whether standing on the corner or bouncing in a six deuce. When I was locked up, I couldn't wait to get loose. Cause back in the days, on the side where it's at, a nigga had to have a fat stack, and I was a fool. Don't make me have to grab my strap and go rat tat 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 nigga Slap to a motherfucker face ball Can't none of y'all niggas see the doggy dog Cause I'm one rude boy coming with the wickedness So shut the fuck up and listen while I'm kicking this Blunt to them Here from Mr. Malik. But again, just another example of Snoop's rhyming talent and skill. Where he would start off at the certain pace and then he would extend. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, boom, boom, boom. It was, that was, again, it's impressive when you just go back and listen to it. And some of these, like I haven't listened to Doggy Style in quite a while. 
And I forgot just how talented Snoop used to be. And I know I'm using a lot of past tense because it's warranted. Uh, here is another Snoop classic. Ain't no fun. Can't get a taste of it, cause you know I don't love it. Woo! Hey, now you know. Inhale, exhale with my flow. One for the money, two for the bitches, three to get ready, and four to hit the switches in my Chevy. Six for red to be exact, with bitches on my side and bitches on my back. So back up, bitch, because I'm struggling. Just get on your knees and then start juggling. These motherfucking nuts in your mouth. Me, Warren G, then nigga with the clout. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we got that. We got that. This is just a Snoop party, Warren G. I don't want you sneaking in. So, this next song was apparently, see, again, when you're as old as I am, when you've been an OG hip-hop consumer, for as long as I've been, um, there's certain things you don't notice. So I have the original cassette of this album, and then I have, I guess, a CD. And it turns out that this next song, where we're going to take a listen to Snoop, really slow it down, was removed from all pressings of the album after the original was released because of copyright problems and clearance issues. So I even went and checked on iTunes. And if you buy the album through iTunes, this song isn't on there. So we're going to take a listen to Snoop. G's up, hose down. If that bitch can't swim, then she's bound to drizzle. Eh, Snoop, it's infectious. Here we go. G's up, hose down. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? This one is dedicated to my niggas. All my niggas out there. G's up, hold down. Yeah. Ladies and gents, players and pimps, listen. One, two, oh, what shall I do? I'm slipping on my khaki suit. The blue one gun by my side as I mob through the beach on a mission and I'm fishing for my DJ Warren G. Now, as I look for the bud sack and see where my love's at, on the lake where the dub's at. Cognac is the drink that's drank by G. Sagging like a motherfucker, khakis to their knees. Bitch, please, you know how we do the undercover. I'm Snoop Doggy Dog, not your average motherfucker. See? Some of you don't know about the G. Baby, it's the smooth 
gangsta shit that be driving you crazy Now as you move to the beat and you move to the sound I'ma hit you up with the pound, jeez, I'm Into the phone, it's the S. Oh, into the O. Why am I so blind? I don't know, but why am I so high? It's the end, I don't fuck with the focus. Everybody knows this. Fucking with the chronic, cause the chronic gives me dopeness. Now focus your eyes on these. Follow me as I take your rolling with the real OG. Eastside is the motherfucking place. Known as home. Doggy dog with my bone in my hand. 20 grand and some of you don't know about this shit. Hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is strictly for the G's. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that bitch. Niggas always handcuffing their hoes when a nigga like me step into place. I don't want that hoe. I don't love that hoe. I'm caught up with my greens, collard greens, endo, and the cash flow. You know what I'm saying? Pace. G's up, hoes down. And just to, as if it needs to be said, I'm not co-signing on the lyrical content and messaging, but Snoop raps about what Snoop raps about. And as I always say, I don't care what you rap about as long as you do it in a clever, skillful way. And there is no denying that what Snoop is doing here and demonstrating on these songs is clever and skillful. And this next song, G's and Hustlers, I think I would probably hold this up as Snoop I, I, it's hard to say. I'm, I think I want to say Snoop's best rhyme. Not in terms... I don't know. The rhymes are the rhymes. And you know what... I mean, the name of the song, G's and Hustlers. You know what he's going to be talking about. Gang banging, shooting, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the delivery, it's probably... I, maybe I want to say it's his most hip-hop song. It almost has a a battle rap feel. So maybe that's what I mean. Maybe it's all hip-hop and I blah, I know, I know. Hip-hop has different facets and avenues and there's different styles and eh, I know. When I say it's his most hip-hop song, um, I don't know. I guess it just sounds like a battle rap that regardless of region, you could take this and put it up if you want to go best battle raps of all time or something i would throw this in from snoop it's g's and hustlers and uh let's check it out haven't heard this in a while though maybe my thoughts are different let's see (laughs) 
This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's. Freeze. Had ease. Now let me drop some more of them keys. It's 199 trace, so let me just play. It's Snoop Dogg, I'm on the mic, I'm back with Dr. Drake. But this time, I'm gonna hit your ass with a touch to leave motherfuckers in the days fucked up. So sit back, relax, new jacks get smacked. It's Snoop Doggy Dogg, I'm at the top of the stack. I don't lack for a second, and I'm still checking. The dopest motherfucker that you're hearing on the record is me. You see, S-N-O-O-P, D-O-Double-G-Y, the D-O-Double-G. I'm fly as a falcon, soaring through the sky. And I'm high till I desire, is I? So check it, I get busy, I make your head dizzy I blow up your mouth like I was dizzy Gillespie, I'm crazy, you can't face me I'm the S, oh yes, I'm fresh, I don't fuck with the stress I'm all about the chronic, bionic, you see Every single day chillin' with the D-O-double-G's P-O-U-N-D, that's my clique, my crew You fuck with us, we got to fuck you up I thought you knew, but yet you still You wanna get real, now it's time to peel You say chill and feel The motherfucking realism Snoop Doggy Dogg is on the mic I'm hitting hard as steel, nigga This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's How many hoes in your motherfucking group Wanna take a ride in my 78 coupe DV, chill as I take you on a trip Where them niggas ride and slide You know about the east side, niggas Like myself, here to show you where it's at With my hoes on my side and my strap on my back Papers I stack daily And death row is still the label that pays But you know how that go We flow toe for toe If you ain't on the road, fuck you and your hoe Really though, so check it It's Snoop Doggy Dog on the solo tip Steel clock and gripping Don't really give a shit About nothing at all Just my dog Stepping through the fog And I'm still gonna fade them all With the gangster shit that keeps you hanging How many hoes in 94 will I be banging? Every single one to get the job done As I dip, skip, flip right back to 2-1 When the sun be shining And I be rhyming It's me, Snoopy O-Double G And I'm climbing This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's. I come creeping through the fall with my sagging deuce. Eastside Long Beach in a 7-8 cookie V. I'm rolling with the G-Funk, bumping in my shit, and it don't quit. So drop it on the one motherfucker put together that sick. A nigga with a grip of that gangster shit With the east side hoes on my motherfucking dick And the Compton niggas all about to set trip Swing it back, bring it back just like this And if you with my shit, then blaze up another split And keep the motherfucking blunt in your pocket low Cause doggy dog is all about the zigzag smoke See, it's a West Coast thing where I'm from And if you want some, get some bad enough, take some But watch the gun by my side Because it represents me and the motherfucking east side So bow down to the bow wow, cause bow wow, yippee yo, you can't see my flow. My shit is dope, but rich, you know, now you know and can't no hood fuck with death, Rizzo. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's. This is for the G's and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, now back to the G's. Westside! Damn. Snoop! Snoop Dogg! Snoop Dogg! What? Yeah. I need to go get some Chucks and a Pendleton and some khakis and go out and smoke some fools. Damn. West 
Zeit! Tschüss, nu! <laughs> Now, we've got one more from Doggy Style showcasing Snoop at the peak, at the pinnacle of his rhyming career. And this one shows his diversity and that he can do the gangster rhymes. Clearly, he can freestyle, or he could. But then he was also a very skilled story rhymer. He could tell pretty vivid stories, paint great pictures. And this is a perfect example of that. I think if I was making a list of top 10 story rhymes, This might very well make the case or make the cut. And this is Murder Was the Case. So we're going to check this out. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Hey, hey, JC. As I look up at the sky, my mind starts dripping, a tear drops my eye, my body temperature falls, I'm shaking and they breaking, trying to save the dough. Pumping on my chest and I'm screaming I stop breathing, damn I see demons Dear God, I wonder can you save me I can't die, my boo-boo's about to have my baby I think it's too late for praying Hold up, her voice spoke to me And it slowly started saying Bring your lifestyle to me, I make it better How long will I live? Eternal life and forever Or will I be the G that I was? I make it life better than you can imagine Or even dream does So relax your soul, let me take control Close your eyes My eyes are closed. Murder was the case that they gave me. Murder was the case that they gave me. I'm fresh up off my coma. I got my mama and my daddy and my homies in my corner. It's gonna take a miracle late safe for me to walk again and talk again. But anyway, I get fronted some keys to get back on my feet. And everything that nigga said came to reality. Living like a ball alone, having money and blowing hella chronic smoke. I bought my mama a Benz and bought my boo boo a Jag. And now I'm rolling in a 9 Triz AL dog brand. Just remember, who changed your mind? Cause when you start set tripping, that ass is mine. Indeed, her greed proceed to smoke weed. Never have a want, never have a need. They say I'm greedy, but I still want more. Cause my eyes wanna turn some more. Really though, check it out. I should die before I wait. I pray the Lord. My 
listening to these songs and just sitting here and taking them in Dr. Dre like I don't know I criticize Dr. Dre why I don't really know I don't know probably because I'm just a hater um no but on this album Dr. Dre I mean, his production is outstanding, and just sitting here listening to the music in the headphones, hearing all of the sounds and uh, the layers of sound that Dr. Dre puts together and the way everything Snoop has constructed his rhymes to go along with the beat, it's just outstanding. And... Uh, I don't know if you take Snoop's rhymes and you put them on another beat if you get the same result. And Snoop, Snoop comes with it. However, that all happened, all those songs that I've played from Snoop, those were off the Doggy Style album. That came out in 1993. And then Snoop was charged with murder. And that all took place around 95. And actually... I guess he was charged before that, but like the the case went to trial in 95. And he got cleared of the charges early in 96. And then in 96, he started working on the second album. And... That was Dogfather, the Dogfather. And it's okay. It's by no means great. But it's okay. It's listenable. It's no doggy style. 
but it's okay. And that seems to be the consensus in the reviews is that, yeah, it's okay. And I think by this point, by this time, uh, Dr. Dre had left death row. If I have my timeline straight. So if you check the production on the album, yeah, Dr. Dre was gone. And I think that is one of the things that hurt the album is that Dr. Dre was gone. So you had a bunch of other producers. But as I was pointing out, if Snoop's rhymes are at a 10, the beat needs to be at a 10. On Dogfather, Snoop's rhymes were probably at a 7, and the beats were probably at a 5. And as a matter of fact, the there's an article that appeared in, I think it was Spin Magazine. And so it was like February, I'm presuming of 96. And there it was in uh, interview with Dr. Dre. And Dr. Dre said, quote, when asked about the the Dogfather album, Dre said, quote, but to be perfectly honest, I don't like Snoop's new album. And it has nothing to do with me not working with him. Because I'm just like everybody else. I like it or I don't. The first time I heard the single, I was grooving to it. But then I really started to get into the production and how it was sounding, you know? The first time you hear some shit, you just listen to it to get your groove on. But after that, I start breaking songs down. There's really nothing that was said on there that hasn't been said 50 times before. And that's true. I mean, Dr. Dre, you know, his assessment, I'm sure at the time, because he had just split from death row and all that, people probably looked at his comments as just being a hater, something like that. But the fact is that most of the reviews, um... They essentially said, yeah, Snoop's, his, his rhyming is cool, but they weren't these glowing reviews like with The Chronic or with Doggy Style. And people were pretty much giving him the benefit of the doubt, thinking like, okay, you know, he's still got it. He just needs, you know, Dr. Dre's not there and he just had this murder trial and all this stuff. So, okay, we, he was so great on Doggy Style that we know he has it in him, so we'll just, uh, we'll just wait, we'll just wait, this album was okay, and 
the singles, well, the main single was Snoop's Upside Your Head, which was a redo of the Gap Band, Oops Upside Your Head. And and then he redid Vapors, which was which was cool. And he had started a trend of that was what he was going to do on his albums is remake a classic. So on Doggy Style he did Lottie Dottie and on the Dog Father he did Vapors. And those were cool. I mean they were listenable. So after that album Snoop ended up splitting with Death Row and he hooked up with No Limit Records which was just the place to be at that time late 90s and Master P and No Limit had a very specific sound they had a specific look to their album artwork and either you liked it or you hated it. And down south and out west, No Limit was popping off. So when Snoop went down there, it was thinking, okay, Snoop's hooking up with the, the top label in the game. And who knows what he will produce. Well, what he produced was an album called The Game is to be Sold, Not to be Told. And according to the source, the album only took three weeks to record. And I'm not going to say it sounds like it. What it sounds like is a No Limit record. If you're familiar with the No Limit sound at the time, that's what this album sounds like. And you have Snoop, who at this point is showing none of the lyrical dexterity that he showed on Doggy Style and The Chronic and earlier work. He's rhyming in that his words rhyme, but there's no changing of pace and style and flow and delivery. There's none of that. Cadence is the same. And the rhyming, that whole thing I have about being clever, clever is out the window. And, uh, it's a, it's, it's, (laughs) it's sad. It's sad. Um, so for example, Let me play a little bit of one of the songs from the album, which is called Gin and Juice 2. So that's one thing. You already know it's a bad, it's going to be, it's probably going to be pretty bad when it's part two. And it's not even part two of a song with a story, just, hey, that was popular. Gin and Juice was the joint. So we'll do Gin and Juice Part 2. Well, I wish they hadn't because here's a little bit of it. Listen to Snoop's rhyming. Mmm, here's something. 
Get your motherfucking glass, cause it's a blast from the past. You don't think we would touch it two times, nigga. Jenny juice up in this bitch. Yeah. Some of that beast by the pound flavor, you feel me? Get your ice, get your cups, cause we about to get fucked up again. You hear me? Straight up. I'm still smoking, drifting, swiffing the motherfucker, twisted off a cup of that old Edna juice. Heat it in the cedar, cup full of drink. Beating up the block in the dark blue tank. Bulletproof vests on my chest for the cars. Dick in my drawers for the motherfucking laws. Harassing a nigga, her blasting a nigga. I ain't seen shit, so why y'all assing a nigga? I'm too fucked up off that GI and juice. See, I get loose. Nigga, what y'all wanna do? I got a crew, but I choose to roll solo. Especially on Sundays, dipping in my lolo. Convertible top, spot for the Glock. I ain't fucking with the hen dog, so toss out the sauce pop. Fuck my shit on three wheels for thrills. I hit the corner and make sure my drink don't spill. That's right. Rolling down the street with heat, drinking trees. Sitting on D's, time to roll back so I can feel the breeze. Never slipping, I keep my eyes on my enemies. Rolling down the street with heat. Drinking trees, sitting on D's Top pull back so I can feel the breeze Never slipping, I keep my eyes on my head I trip this, I'm on Interstate 10 mm-hmm. Fucking with this Creole, she say she know Nino Best stop, we know A cup of that gin and juice A blank a bitch out, then turn a bitch out right Look here, right ain't no need for you to be wasting my time uh-huh. See, I picked you up, now I'ma stick you up And dick you up, and give you what you need hey. And then bring you back down to reality With that California weed, she seen trouble at first uh-huh. And then it got worse Cause now I got my hand up and down her miniskirt Twerking that shit While I'm riding up the highway Doing it my way to hella highway The flyway yeah. Swerving in another lane Trying to maintain And baby girl steady taking dick to the brain Left no stain cause she swallowed it up Then she went to take a puff I said look here bitch you can have enough mm. Rolling down the street with heat Drinking trees Sitting on these Time pull back so I can feel the breeze Never slipping I keep my eyes on my enemy. I mean, the flow has totally slowed down, and okay, the beat's slow, but the flow and the rhyming has just gotten so basic. Nothing clever. And he rhymed the word nigga with itself three times. I'm going to jump back i forget exactly where it is it's somewhere around here hang on let me see this is horrible i'm still smoking drifting swiffing the motherfucker twisted off a cup of that old egg and juice heated in the cedar cup full of drink beating up the block in the dark blue tank bulletproof vest on my chest for the cars dick in my drawers for the motherfucking laws harassing the nigga i'm blasting the nigga i ain't seen shit so why y'all assing the nigga i'm too fucked up Ugh. 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 Come on. Rhyming a word with the same word is bad. Rhyming a word with the same word three times? And you're not doing it in an ironic way. You're not being clever. You're just doing it. It's awful. And these aren't the worst songs off the album. But this is bad. This is bad. I didn't even buy this album because I hadn't been impressed by the previous album. So this one 
when I eventually listened to it, I think they sent it to work. And it took me a while to listen to it. And it was just morbid curiosity. Like when you pass by a traffic accident, you just look just to be curious. What, what happened over there? That's all this was. Because I knew what to expect from a No Limit album. So Snoop was really going to have to come with something to bring me back on the Snoop side. And that wasn't it. So here's another song from the album. Which just, again, remember all those songs we heard just a little while ago from Doggy Style. And how he was rhyming. And now we've devolved into this. Yeah, I don't know why you treat me so motherfucking bad. You ain't gonna realize what you got till it's gone. It's real. Girl, you know I got you living plush in the cut. And every time I wanna dig you out, you tell me don't rush. Money stashing. You got me sneaking, and when we all alone in the zone, I be tweaking. I almost got caught, my game is leaking. I had to stay at my daddy's house on the couch last weekend. It's written on my face, and I can't even hide it, so I decided to ride it. Roses are red and violets are blue. Girl, you got a nigga hooked when you do what you do when you do, and now you want the bins for your birthday. And I've been waiting to hit that ass since the first day. I'm buying you gifts, draping you out with gold. I'm showing you love, use above any other hoe. Tattoo with my name on your tips. And every time I dip, I make sure to kick some chips. Now, bitch, trip. That's on us, and I trust you won't bust under pressure. And I ain't even trip when you dip with them chips off the dresser. And you didn't even have to fess up. I just gave you another G and told you pick your dresser. For the wedding, the setting was set. 40 G's for your ring, use a queen sipping more wet. I'm upset, and I don't even wanna have to jip out. But baby didn't give it to me. Mm. I was down at the altar. I seen Sister Salter said, Lady, could you pray for me? I'm in a love affair. I can't share. It ain't fair. Because my life is my wife, and that ain't right. Because I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and what I was chosen to do. Whether it's buying a car, a house, or some clothes to you. I try to stay true to it. See, I ain't new to it. That's why I do for you, boo. I need love. Yeah, I'm not giving that any love. It was just bad. And... Those were just two... 
random samples pulled from that album because I was listening to it and it's a long album. But it's 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 bad. It's it's very very bad. And that it was completed in 3 weeks. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that's I don't know if they'd spent 3 months if it would have been notably better. It could have been three years. I, whatever. That was. It's terrible. And perhaps, I figure one of two things: either Snoop ran out of things to say, or he lost his passion for rhyming. Because on Doggy Style, you hear a hungry MC who's all in. Who's focused in. I mean he's in a zone. But this. Ugh. It's like he's going through the motions. And it's strange because. You might think well. It sounds like. The kind of album someone would put out. When they're just trying to fulfill their contractual obligations and get out of a deal. Like, okay, here, here's one more album. Here, here, just here. But this is his No Limit debut. This should have been big. But, and I don't go by sales and all that, but, I mean, the sales did decline, have declined, but that's not the point. There's plenty of great albums that didn't have great sales. So sales aren't the measure I use. I use my finely attuned hip hop ear. And what I hear here is not worth listening to. So that album came and went. And the next album was also on No Limit. And it was called Top Dog. And for Snoop, apparently the story is that he took more creative control with this album. And one of the things that you can note is that there are no crazy blinged out pen and pixel graphics on the cover. So the cover doesn't look like a no limit album. And fortunately, he was back with Dr. Dre. So Dr. Dre came in and was uh, doing some work on the production, which was absolutely necessary, needed, and welcome because, jeez, without Dr. Dre... These Snoop albums were <laughs> borderline unlistenable. And I'm just throwing borderline in there to be kind. I'm mad that I had to go back and listen to them in preparation for this. But Snoop 
for Top Dog, it was the actual name of the uh, album is No Limit Top Dog. And Dr. Dre didn't produce the entire album, but he produced the song that became a big hit and he produced basically the best songs on the album although DJ Quick is on here and what I was thinking is that when Snoop left or when Dr. Dre left Death Row they should have gotten DJ Quick to produce the Snoop album because I think in terms of that West Coast sound a unique West Coast sound a unique and distinctly West Coast sound. DJ Quick is right there with Dr. Dre. I mean, he hasn't gotten the recognition and publicity, but his production is phenomenal. And I think that would have been a really good match. Snoop and Quick. But that didn't happen until pretty much this album. So... DJ Quick produced some some of the songs. Dr. Dre produced a few. And then some other producers uh, were also in on the uh, production. Now here's the thing. This album is much more listenable than the others. But here is the key. This album also is significant because it signifies the moment at which Snoop was done. And obviously, I don't mean he was done in terms of the fact that he's going to stop making music. But this is when it was over. This is when it was time to throw in the towel and lose all hope that we were ever going to hear doggy style Snoop rhyming again. Because it was all over. And I'm going to show you, you know, you don't have to believe me like my man, Bill Clinton. I'm fixing to tell you why I'm fixing to tell you why, because this album featured the song, bitch, please. Or if you have the edited version, B, please. And if you have the radio version trick please but that was later but bitch please and I'm gonna play this and then I'm gonna come back and explain it's all over it's over it's over it's absolutely over so here we go bitch please yeah trying to bring your ass to the table y'all X to the Z exhibit, yeah. Where you Double at? D, uh, go. OG, what? Bring it alive, Dr. Dre, what? <laughs> Throwing up a big ass W, covering up the world, right? Yeah, ha, uh, listen, look. You ain't trying to hot box with me. I swing hard liquor going down by the second round. All hell to underground. How that sound? Exhibit.
Tibbet back it down from a conflict. Fuck the nonsense, terrorists hit a bomb shit. Glass and metal in every direction. Innocent bystanders taught a very hard lesson. I'm the reason there's no time to reach for that weapon. And reason why niggas with problems keep on stepping. Exhibit ready to scrap like Mike Tyson with his license back. Nine to five minimum wage. What type of life is that for me? It's blasphemy. You fucking around with the Sundance kid and Butch Cassidy. You had a audacity to want to tangle with the X-ray your neck. Slap you like the opposite sex. Drunk driving trying to stack my loot. While other rappers get treated like a prostitute. So check the sound scan. All I want to be was a G. Snoop Dogg, back up in the heezy, baby, you're jocking my style, you so crazy, Dre say, ain't no limit to this, as long as we drop gangsta shit, look here, bitch, you fine, and I dig your style, come fuck with a nigga, do it, don't be style, I'll be gentle, sentimental, shit, we fucked in the rental, Lincoln, Continental, Coast to coast, LA to Chicago. Yeah, nigga, you I know what's happening, man. Everywhere that I go. These bitches know what time it is. Hell yeah, hoes know about a nigga like me, man. I'm hip these hoes, nigga. Bitch, please. Down on your goddamn knees For this money trying to close in weed Look, you fucking with some real OGs Bitch, please Bitch, please <laughs> Get down on your motherfucking knees We came to get the motherfucking G's Yeah, you fucking with some real OGs You dick tease Bitch, please Now what you need to do is Hand my coat and roll me some dough Different strokes for different folks Oh, you like setting niggas up and getting them looks Oh, cute little bitch with a whole lot of heart Shit gets thick when the light gets dark She say she got some lick for me Worth about 200 G's and 30 keys Now check this out, Drake Now if I don't move, then a nigga like me Shit, I don't lose, but you know me, dog. I'm moving, ain't nothing to it but to get to grooving. You've been waiting on a nigga like me to take that chance and rob your man and beat up the pussy, a victim of the circumstance. That's the devil, they always want to dance. See, we go out with a bang. I'm trying to work this cold thing and take this whole thing. I get the money everywhere that I go. I bust a bitch and take her money for show. I get the money everywhere that I go. I bust a bitch and take her money for show. You don't want to step to me. Still claiming DPG. Till the day I D.I.A. You don't want to step to me. Shout out to Nate Dog, King of the Hooks. Snoop said, Now check this out, Dre. Now, if I don't move, then a nigga like me, shit, I don't lose. But you know me, dog, I'm moving. Ain't nothing to it but to get to grooving. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Oh no, Big Snoop Dogg, back up in the heezy baby, you jockin' my style, you so crazy. 
Trey's saying ain't no limit to this as long as we drop gangster shit. Look here, bitch, you fine and I dig your style. Come fuck with a nigga and do it doggy style. There we go, style and style again. I'll be gentle, sentimental, shit, we fucked in the rental, Lincoln Continental. Now, here's the thing. Exhibits verse, that first verse, Exhibit sounded like, and he was, the hungry MC. Because Exhibit had been doing good work with alcoholics. He'd had two albums to that point, one of which, 40 Days and 40 Nights, is outstanding. But this was Exhibit's first time to be on the big stage with the headliners, with the known people. This was Exhibit's introduction, probably, to the majority of the people who were buying this album. Exhibit came out and smoked Snoop on the mic, on his own track. Murdered him. Absolutely murdered him. If Exhibit hadn't been on the track, this would have been another lackluster Snoop performance a la the game is to be sold and not told. When Exhibit came out and destroyed that first verse, then Snoop follows up with that garbage back up in the heezy, baby, you jacking my style, you so crazy. It made it clear that Snoop has fallen so far off, we can barely see him anymore. From a lyrical rhyming standpoint, Exhibit made the most of his opportunity. I mean, that's a fantastic verse. Exhibit's ready to scrap like Mike Tyson with his license back. Exhibit, <laughs> he laid down. <laughs> I mean, he's up to that point, he had been a great rhymer. But you've got to respect when somebody gets their opportunity and just shines. And in so shining, he destroys, he makes Snoop look like a shell of himself. It's like when. Jordan came back at the tail end of his career and people are crossing him over and just treating him like a scrub. This exhibit, you know what? That that verse, it's good. I'm going to have to run it back because I'm in just exhibit's verse because Snoop's verse diminishes exhibit's verse. It shouldn't even exist on the same record. They should make an edit that just cuts out. It should go Exhibit's verse, then Nate Dogg just singing hooks for the next two minutes because Snoop's <laughs> verse, ugh, yuck. <laughs> Let's check this out. Exhibit. Yeah. Let's go. Trying to bring your ass to the table, y'all. X to the Z, Exhibit. Yeah. Where you Double at? D, uh, OG. What? Bring it alive, Dr. Dre. Wow. Throwing up a big ass 
W covered up the world, right? Yeah, ha, listen, look, you ain't trying to hot box with me. I swing hard liquor going down by the second round. All held the underground, how that sound? Exhibit backing down from a conflict. Fuck the nonsense, terrorists, hit a bomb shit. Glass and metal in every direction. Innocent bystanders taught a very hard lesson. I'm the reason there's no time to reach for that weapon. And reason why niggas with problems keep on stepping. Exhibit ready to scrap like Mike Tyson with his license back. Nine to five minimum wage. What type of life is that for me? It's blasphemy. You fucking around with the Sundance kid and Butch Cassidy. You had the audacity to want to tangle with the X-ray in your neck. Stop you like the opposite sex. Drunk driving trying to stack my loot. While other rappers getting treated like a prostitute. So check the sound scan. All I wanted to be was a G. Nah, 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 nah. We're not hearing that Snoop verse again. Ah, exhibit ready to scrap like Mike Tyson with his license back. <laughs> oh man. Fuck the nonsense, terrorists, hidden bomb shit, glass and metal in every direction. Innocent bystanders taught a very hard lesson. Exhibit exposed Snoop. Like, you've got nothing left. I'll take this. The contrast couldn't be more stark. So you would think that MC, to be an MC, especially when you come up in a certain era, the era that Snoop came up in, battle rhyming, freestyling, because clearly he could freestyle at some point. So you have to have that competitive nature in you that says... I want to, you know, when I go up against another MC, I want to be the best. I want to bring my best stuff. So maybe, okay, maybe Snoop didn't know Exhibit was going to come like that. And maybe he didn't want to be a punk like LL Cool J when he went back and rewrote his verse after uh, Cannabis wrecked him on 4-3-2-1. So maybe Snoop just had to take his L and let the young buck shine. Maybe. Maybe. He didn't know. Okay. Well, a year later, on Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP, I think number two, that's what it was, Snoop would have a second opportunity. It's like boxing. It's like there was a return match because Dr. Dre produced a song called Bitch Please 2. Now, I already mentioned with Gin and Juice 2, it's usually a bad idea to start going number two, number three on these songs. But Dr. Dre, you know, okay. Eminem, okay. So at this point, we already know that Eminem's skill set is on point. We already know what Exhibit can do. And Snoop is also on the track. So you would just think, after getting obliterated on your own track by Exhibit, that if you're going to be on another track with Exhibit, Bitch, please, part two, that you're going to come with it. But then you should also know that Eminem, who was 
red hot at the time. You're going to be on a track with perhaps the illest lyricist out right now, one of them, and the guy who destroyed you on your last album. It's a triple threat match. You're getting an opportunity for redemption. All Snoop had to do was muster up every last bit of rhyming, courage, talent, skill he had left and come with it on this track. He had to. He had to. This is... I mean, you can't just let this ride. Come on. You got to come with it, man. So, on the track, knowing what he was facing, he had Dre on the beats. So, Dre's going to lay the foundation. You got that. You got this young cat in exhibit who murdered you. You got Eminem, who is the wildest cat out there. You have to show him what you got. What you got, old man. So we're going to take a listen to Bitch Please 2 and see if Snoop took this time to redeem himself from that previous performance. So you be the judge and then I'm going to tell you because again, (laughs) what's wrong with all this? Like my man Bill Clinton? I'm fixing to tell you why. I'm fixing to tell you why. But first, we're going to hear it. Bitch Please 2. Yeah, what up, Detroit? Nuh-uh, nuh-uh, no, he didn't. Uh-huh. They didn't do it again. What? What? Why'd you shit on these niggas two times, Dr. Dre? Oh, for sure. Uh-uh, nah. You smell that? This is special right here. What? 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 Yeah. what? It's a toast to the boogie, baby. Uh-huh. To the boogie, uh-huh. boogie, boogie. Back and kick some old simplistic pimp shit on slim shit and start rides like limp bitch. Yeah. guilty conscience at concerts and watch mosh pits. Some motherfuckers knock each other unconscious. Some of these crowds that slim draws is Roddy as Crenshaw Boulevard when it's packed and full of cars. Some of these crowds, me and Snoop draw is niggas from Crenshaw from Long Beach to South Central. Knock these niggas again. These grown ass ignorant men with hair triggers again. You and what army could harm me? DRE and Shady with Doggy from Long Beach. He came a long way to making these songs play. It'll be a wrong move to stare me the wrong way. I got a long ooze and I carry it all day. Sometimes it's like a nightmare to be an Andre. But I somehow, some way. Hello, nigga. You know what Bob Dog is. Now let me cut these niggas up and show them where the fuck I'm coming from. I get the party cracking from the shit that I be spitting, son. Hit and run, get it done. Get the fun, split and run. Got about 50 guns. And I love all of them. Same, bang, bang. Damn, baby girl, what's your name? I forgot what you say it was. Damn, a nigga buzz. Hanging in the club with my nephew Eminem. What up, cuz? The great white American hope. Then hooked up with the king of the motherfucking West Coast, baby. And you don't really wanna fuck with me. Only nigga that I trust is me. Fuck around and make me bust this heat. 
stand out, homie, they always want to change. I'm the head nigga in charge, I'm watching you move. You're found dead in your garage with 10 o'clock news coverage. Gotta love it, cause I expose the facade. Your little lungs is too small to hot box with God. All jokes aside, come bounce with us. Standing over you with a 12 gauge, about to bust. It's like ashes to ashes and dust to dust. I might leave in the body bag, but never in cuffs. So who do you trust? They just not rugged enough. When things get rough, I'm in the club shooting with pop. Bitch, please, you must have a mental disease. Assume the position and get back down on your knees. Come on. And you don't really wanna fuck with me. Only nigga that I trust is me. Fuck around and make me bust is he. Just the devil, they always wanna change. And you don't really wanna fuck with me. Only nigga that I trust is me. Fuck around and make me bust is he. Just the devil, they always wanna change. Oh no, big slim dog, 80 pound ball, stick six inch long, back up in the, he's a baby, he's shaded, he's so crazy, <laughs> give me the mic, let me recite to Timothy White, pickets outside, the scope offices every night, what if he's right, I'm just a criminal, making a living off of the world's misery, what in the world gives me the right to say what I like, and walk around flipping the bird, living the urban life like a white kid from the birds, dreaming at night and screaming at mom, scheming to leave, run away from home and grow to be as evil as me, I just Want you all to notice me and people to see that somewhere deep down is a decent human being in me. It just can't be found. So the reason you've been seeing this me is cause this is me now. The reason dude is being this me. So when you see me dressing up like a nerd on TV or heard the CD using the fag word so freely, it's just me being me. Here, want me to tone it down? Suck my fucking dick, you faggot. You happy now? Look at it. I saw some trouble everywhere that I go. Ask the bouncers in the club cause they know. I saw some shit they told me out the back door. Come back and shoot the club up with a fofo. And you don't really wanna fuck with me Only nigga that I trust is me Fuck around and make me bust is he The devil, they always wanna change And you don't really wanna fuck with me Only nigga that I trust is me Fuck around and make me bust is he The devil, they always wanna change 2001 and forever Slim Shady, Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg, X to the Z Nate Dogg Come on, yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Really, Snoop? Really? He got worse. Not only did he not redeem himself, he got worse. I didn't think it was possible. I mean, at the time, I didn't think it was possible to get worse than, oh no, big Snoop Dogg. I'm going to skip over Dr. Dre's verse because somebody wrote that for him, obviously, but that's not the point. Even Dr. Dre's verse written by whomever was better than Snoop's verse. Snoop! Decided he wasn't even going to rhyme. He was just talking. Then when he did try to rhyme, what the fuck was he saying? Got about 50 guns, and I love them all the same. Bang, bang. Damn, baby girl. What's your name? I forgot. What'd you say it was? Damn, my nigga buzz. Hanging in the club with my nephew Eminem, the great white American hope, done hooked up with the king of the motherfucking West Coast, baby. That doesn't even fucking rhyme. It's not clever. It's atrocious. Get out of here, Snoop. Anybody, going back to Miss Jazzy Bell TV, who's got 
you've got to have Snoop in your top five. Are you kidding? Even if I had him in my top five, if any MC in my top five ever said, I've got 50 guns, I love them all the same, bang, bang, damn, baby girl, what's your name? I forgot what would you say it was? Damn, a nigga buzz hanging in the club with my nephew Eminem, the great American white hope, then hooked up with the king of the motherfucking West Coast. Are you kidding? Get out of here with that shit. What are you talking about? You might have, you maybe, maybe you should get your hip hop podcast license revoked if you go around spreading misinformation like that to the kids. Hip hop Taliban love the children. And I would never tell the children some nonsense like Snoop is in the top five. Are you kidding? Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that? Did you hear the way he got executed again? on this you know what it was the first bitch please it was like the end of a Mortal Kombat round and Snoop got beaten and he's standing there wobbling around bitch please too Eminem and Exhibit something came down from the heavens and said finish him and they reached in grabbed out Snoop by the spine, separated that from his skin, held it up in the air, and then set it on fire. Because he got obliterated. Executed, murdered, buried. That was su- that was trash what he spit. Are you kidding me? We're listening to that. That, that hot piece of garbage, we're going to listen to that again. Hang on. Let me cue this up. Damn, baby girl, what's your name? What's your name? I forgot what you say it was. Damn, a nigga buzz. Hanging in the club with my nephew Eminem. What up, cuz? The great no. white American hope. Huh? Then hooked up with the king of the motherfucking West Coast, baby. And you don't really wanna fuck with me. Only nigga that I trust is me. Fuck around and make me bust this I'm the head nigga in charge, I'm watching you move You're found dead in your garage with 10 o'clock news coverage Gotta love it cause I exposed the facade Your little lungs is too small to hot box with God All jokes aside, come bounce with us Standing over you with a 12 gauge, about to bust It's like ashes to ashes and dust to dust I might leave in the body bag but never in cuffs So who do you trust, they just not rugged enough When things get rough, I'm in the club shooting with pop Bitch, please, you must have a mental disease Assume the position and get back down on your knees. Come on. And you don't really want to That was bad. I mean, he killed him. But now I'm going to just play the first part of the Eminem to show that even Eminem recognized how awful the uh, Snoop verse was from the first bitch, please. Check it out. Fuck around and make me The devil, they always want to change. Oh no, big slim dog, 80 pound ball, stick six inch long, back up in the easy baby, he's shaded, he's so crazy, <laughs> give me the mic, let me recite, I mean Eminem does that, he mocks Snoop's verse from the first bitch please, 
And Snoop, maybe he's too high. I don't know. He doesn't even recognize that he's being made fun of. It's pathetic. Oh no, big slim dog, 80 pound ball, dick six cents long. Back up in the heezy baby, he's shady, he's so crazy. And then Eminem starts his actual verse after he mocks and mimics this fool. So this is where Snoop bottomed out. Now he's had like 11 more albums after this point. And I'm sure in there, there have been some good verses here and there. On one of his later albums, he had a song with the East Siders, Lalo, which he had some good rhymes. It was cool. But there haven't been enough consistently good rhymes to make me think that I need to check for Snoop. So, in the context of Busted His Nut, even though there was a period in between these points, clearly, clearly, Doggy Style is where he busted his nut. And then, his decline was relatively gradual, but in the scope of his career, it was pretty quick. It went doggy style, kind of average. We think, okay, you had some personal problems, so we're going to give you a pass to, I don't know, Big Snoop Dog, to this garbage. I got 50 guns, and I love them all the same. Bang, bang. Damn, baby girl. What's your name? I forgot. What'd you say it was? Damn, a nigga. That's it? No. That's the bottom. (laughs) He has bottomed out. So, the, the whole theme is you bust your nut. What's the point at which you bust your nut? That's doggy style. After that, you've fallen off. So... Again, Miss Jazzy Bell TV, you know, hey, you might be an outstanding uh, podcast host, but on this matter, I don't know what you were thinking. Maybe, maybe we needed some more context when you were saying he should be in the top five. Maybe it's the top five rappers who were really dope and then really awful. That would be cool. Maybe that's what you meant. I don't know. I need you to expound on that post because this is, there's no way. There is no way. That is the, that's maybe the worst verse. I'd rather listen to some of these mumble I'd rather listen to Little Yachty's new album than to have to hear verses like got 50 guns and I love them all the same bang bang damn baby girl what's your name I forgot what'd you say it was damn a nigga buzz are you kidding that's trash and for you to even let it come out of your mouth that Snoop is a top 
five MC all time. Get out of here. Come on. Are you crazy? Now, if you're just talking about sales, if you're talking about notoriety, if you're talking about popularity, okay, yeah, sure, go ahead. If you're going to try and sit there with a straight face and tell me (laughs) that Snoop Dogg is a top five lyricist? No, no, not even, not even, are you out of your mind? Please, please. He had an opportunity to redeem himself. <laughs> and, and it was even worse the second time around. Even worse. And obviously, everybody knows it's horrible. Nobody's going to say it, I guess, because Snoop's a legend and I guess they want to show proper respect or something. But Eminem is clearly mocking that horrible verse. I don't know, big slim dog. It's sad, it's sad and pathetic. From a hip hop standpoint, now, Snoop is doing his thing, Snoop's making money, Snoop has albums, but I don't care how much money he has, what's what's that gotta do with me? What I care about is the art of hip-hop and at the beginning of his career briefly Snoop was phenomenal as we heard but that wasn't sustained and unfortunately um yeah it just he couldn't sustain it or didn't want to or I don't know what I don't know what it was maybe he got all of the top level MC and out of him uh during doggy style I don't know all I do know is when you drop a verse like that I can officially say that you have bottomed out as a lyricist your lyrical bucket is empty so um on that note, I know this has turned out to be a lot longer than I initially anticipated, but I just want to make it clear. Um, <laughs> I did the busted his nut segment solo because people want to stay away. Oh no, I think you should change the name. It's a little too aggressive. This is hip hop. It's going to be aggressive. If 50 Cent can put up, if he dies, he dies for a rapper he has beef with, then, you know, you're going to have to be able to take Busted His Nut as a segment because it's apropos. Snoop busted his nut on doggy style and never got it back up again. It's over. It's a wrap. So, speaking of raps, that is it for this edition of the podcast. I am going to cut this off, do some editing, get it uploaded, and I will be back. Hopefully, the next time you hear from me, I'll be back with uh, Professor East Coast Dre, and we'll be getting into this battle log. So, until next time, peace.